0: This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and the internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. If you were arrested today for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Stay with us for Pastor Steve Kramer's message, While We Are Waiting, Live Compassionately.
1: Today is Christ the King Sunday. Someday we will meet the King of Kings, Jesus Christ, face to face. I hope you'll stay with us and find out more about that glorious day as we finish our sermon series while we are waiting. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Almighty God, whose will it is to restore all things in your beloved Son, Jesus, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth and earth as it is in heaven. Amen. these words of Jesus from Matthew 25 verse 31 when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him then he will sit on his glorious throne before him will be gathered all the nations and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and he will place the sheep on his right but the goats on the left For I was hungry, you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you didn't welcome me. Naked, you didn't clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. And they'll answer also saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, Truly I say to you, as you did it not to the least of these, my brethren, you did it not to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Living in the midst of troubled times. Oftentimes, when we are daily bombarded with threatening or tragic news, or we're facing trials in life, it's easy to become uncertain and wonder where God is in all of this and what the future holds. Hopelessness can set in. So that's why I'm thankful for a day like this, Christ the King Sunday. This day is an important time in the church's liturgical calendar in which we celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ is the King over all creation. The intention of Christ the King Sunday is to broaden our vision and strengthen and fill believers with confident hope for the future. It reminds us that time indeed does have a destiny. The King is coming. Jesus Christ, who suffered and died on a cross and rose three days later, is coming again. No one knows when, but he has promised that he will come again in glory with power and authority over everything in this world. All people will be gathered before him and he will judge the living and the dead. He has the last word over us and history belongs to him. That's what gives us hope for the future. Our king is coming to take us to himself. In today's passage from Matthew, Jesus describes the arrival of the Son of Man. That's a special title that Jesus used for himself. He says he will come in glory with his angels and sit on a glorious throne and all the peoples of the world will stand before him. And then he will separate the people one from another and Jesus likens the scene to a shepherd separating the sheep from the goats at the end of a day of work. He says the sheep will go to the right, which is the place of honor back then, and goats on the left. And he describes the judgment. To those on the right, he'll say, Come you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For you showed compassion and love for me I was hungry and thirsty and a stranger and naked and sick and in prison and and you came and helped me and then the righteous will ask Lord when did we see you the king will answer them as you did it to the least of these my brothers and sisters you did it to me and then he'll look at those on his left and say depart from me you cursed into the eternal fire fire prepared for the devil and his angels You ignored me when I was hungry and thirsty and so on. And you did nothing for me. And they'll say, Lord, when did we see you that way? And he'll say, as you did it to the least, did not do it to the least of these. You did not do it to me. You ignored me. And then Jesus concludes his teaching. And then they will go into eternal punishment and the righteous into eternal life. It's a graphic picture, isn't it? Some have put this vision in the category of the hard sayings of Jesus. We don't like hearing of judgment and eternal punishment, but here it is, right there from the lips of Jesus. And there's something else that troubles people when they look at this. Someone reading this vision might immediately wonder, well, what about grace? Our theology about being saved by grace through faith in Christ seems to be thrown out the window in this passage, doesn't it? This sounds like you're saved by doing good things. Isn't Jesus talking out of both sides of his mouth? The answer to that question is no, not really. Notice the king's words to the righteous ones, the sheep. Come you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you. This is not a throwaway line. Come blessed by my father. After Peter professed his faith that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but the father revealed that Peter saw Jesus for who he was. The blessed ones are those who have seen a king who is not like the kings of this world. Jesus, the Christ, the Messianic King, who saves, and they believe and follow him. And we read here that there is an inheritance that awaits them. Folks, you do not earn an inheritance. It's a gift, something that's given to you out of a relationship. This King's statement shows us that all costs for human boasting is eliminated Grace is reigning supreme in this vision, actually. Eternal life is not earned. It's inherited through faith in Jesus. It's important to remember, though, the context of this story. Jesus is in the midst of teaching his disciples. There are no crowds around. He's teaching those who belong to him. And the subject of Matthew 24 and 25 is how His disciples are to live while they wait for his return or until they die. In this final vision or parable, as some call it, we see that acts of compassion and kindness are important to Jesus. In the first two parables of Matthew 25, the disciples of Jesus learn that we are to live expectantly and to live responsibly responsibly. And today we're told by Christ the King that we are to live compassionately while we wait. And living compassionately seems to be the evidence of your relationship with Christ. That God has done a work in your life and through his Holy Spirit so that you begin doing compassionate things without even thinking about it. Not for reward. It just what you do as one of Christ's own. Notice the ones at Christ's right hand are actually surprised as he describes their compassion to him. And they ask, well, When did we see you? There's no calculation or reward being thought about as they did these acts of compassion to the least of these. Their helping actions towards those in need are simply the evidence that Jesus is reigning as king in their lives. And they're walking in his footsteps, obediently, down his paths of righteousness. All of this reminds me of an old question I heard long ago. If you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? How would you answer that? And then Jesus goes on to say that the king will answer them, When you looked into the face of those needing help and you helped them, you were actually helping me. I came across a prayer of Mother Teresa's who served the poorest of the poor in Calcutta, India. Listen to these words. Oh, Jesus grant that even if you are hidden under the unattractive disguise of anger, of crime or of madness, I may recognize you and say, Jesus, you who suffer, how sweet it is to serve you. There's a story that's told about St. Francis of Assisi. Francis, who was wealthy and a very uh, high-bred person, was out riding his horse one day, came across a man disfigured by leprosy. Seeing him, Francis was moved to dismount and hug the poor man. As he did so, the face of the leprosy sufferer changed into the face of Christ. And we learn from the king that he wants his followers To actually help those they see in need. He commends those he has accepted and welcomed in grace for the acts of service they've rendered to others in need. For in serving them, he says they were unwittingly serving none other than their king. Now, what about those goats? The goats are treated just the opposite, aren't they? They've They have obviously failed to see to the needs of the disadvantaged and have acted as if they have never seen Jesus for who he is. They have not followed him in the way of righteousness except surpasses the righteousness of the Pharisees and scribes that Jesus describes in the Sermon on the Mount. And so the king condemns those who maybe claim to know him and even call him Lord, but they have done nothing to demonstrate it as a truth in their lives. There is a lack of evidence there. An oral confession of Jesus does not always indicate a repentant heart. There are no fruits of repentance with these people. And a good tree bears good fruit. So here's the big idea from Jesus today for those of us who are waiting for him. The king is coming, and while his followers are waiting for him to return, they are to live compassionately, helping the least of these. Dr. Stanley Hauervoss, in his commentary on Matthew writes, the difference between followers of Jesus and those who do not know Jesus Is it those who have seen Jesus no longer have any excuse to avoid the least of these? How true. Now one final thought before I close. Let's keep in mind as we wait and think about the judgment as Jesus has just described it. Let's keep in mind that Jesus himself is on his way to a lonely crucifixion in just three more days. Immediately after giving this vision of the coming of the Son of Man, the King who judges peoples, chapter 26 begins in Matthew, and we are told, When Jesus had finished all these sayings, He said to His disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Think about that. The one who will one day come to judge is the same one who came to be judged for you and me. He will allow himself to be nailed to a cross. His death on that cross has a purpose, though, to rescue helpless sinners like me and like you from God's wrath and judgment from eternal punishment. God will affirm that sacrificial death and raise Jesus from the dead on the third day and he'll exalt Him as the King of all the world and give Him all power and authority over us. He'll have the final word over this broken world of ours. And that, my dear friends, <laughs> is our Christian hope. It's all under control. Nothing can separate us the love of God in Jesus Christ and he will come again to bring his own to himself those of us with our troubled hearts just as he promised so permit me to ask you do you belong to the king to Jesus he came into this world to save you he wants you He knocks on the door of your heart and asks to come in. Place your trust, your whole life in his hands and follow him. Surrender to him, receive him as your Savior and Lord. There is a rich inheritance he has prepared for you through his death and resurrection. This forgiveness and eternal life and a restored relationship with God which goes forever. And now is not the time to procrastinate and push this aside, saying, well, maybe another time. You're missing out on eternal life in the here and now, and time is running out. And while those of us who belong to the Lord wait for his reappearing, let us live compassionate lives. Always keeping in mind our King's words as we wait. As you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Now, I'd like to finish this message with a story that touched my heart. It's entitled, The Letter. Ruth went to her mailbox, and there was only one letter in it. She picked it up and looked at it before opening, but she noticed that the envelope had no stamp, no postmark. It was only her name and address. She opened and read the letter. Dear Ruth, I'm going to be in your neighborhood Saturday afternoon, and I would like to stop by for a visit. Love always, Jesus. Her hands were shaking as she placed the letter on the table. Why would the Lord want to visit me? I'm nobody special. I don't have anything to offer. With that thought, Ruth remembered her empty kitchen cabinets. Oh my goodness, I really don't have anything to offer. I'll have to run down to the store and buy something for dinner. She reached for her purse and counted out its contents. There was $5.40. Well, I can get some bread and cold cuts at least. She threw on her coat, hurried out the door. A loaf of French bread, a half a pound of turkey, and a carton of milk was bought, leaving Ruth with a grand total of twelve cents to last her until Monday. Nevertheless, she felt good as she headed home, her meager offerings tucked under her arm. Suddenly, Hey lady, can you help us? Ruth had been so absorbed in her dinner plan she hadn't even noticed the two people huddled in the alleyway, a man and a woman, both of them dressed in little more than rags, look lady i ain't got no job you know and my wife and i have been living out in the street and well it's getting cold and we're getting kind of hungry and well if you could help us we'd really appreciate it ruth looked at them both they were dirty and they smelled bad and frankly she was certain they could get some kind of work if they really wanted to sir i'd like to help you but i'm poor myself all i have is a few cold cuts and some bread and having an important guest for dinner tonight and i was planning on serving it to him Yeah, well, okay, lady, I understand, thanks anyway. The man put his arm around the woman's shoulders, turned and headed back into the alleyway. As she watched them leave, Ruth felt a familiar twinge in her heart. Sir, wait. The couple stopped and turned as she ran down the alley toward them. Look, why don't you take this food? I'll figure out something else to serve my guest. And she handed the man her grocery bag. Thank you, thank you very much, the man said. Yes, thank you, the man's wife said, and Ruth could see she was shivering. Ruth said, You know, I've got another coat at home here. Why don't you take this one? So she unbuttoned her jacket and slipped it over the woman's shoulders, and then smiling, she turned and walked back to the street without her coat and with nothing to serve her guest. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you very much, she heard. Ruth was chilled by the time she reached her front door, and she was worried about it, too the Lord was coming to visit. She didn't have anything to offer him. She fumbled through her purse for the door key, but as she did, she noticed another envelope in her mailbox. That's odd. The mailman doesn't usually come twice in one day. She took the envelope out of the box, and she opened it. Dear Ruth, it read, it was good to see you again. Thank you for the lovely meal. And for the beautiful coat, Love Always, Jesus. Let's sing together with St. Olaf Choir, that beautiful hymn, Beautiful Savior. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Amen.
0: You've been worshiping with the Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. We are grateful for God's continued blessings and faithfulness to this ministry for the past 84 years. And we're excited to lift up his name, point people to Jesus Christ, and stand boldly on his word. And we ask you to prayerfully consider how you might partner with us in support of this ministry. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry supported entirely by the gifts of our listening audience. Estate gifts, large and small, have become a significant part of this ministry. Please consider a final gift to this ministry as part of your estate planning. For more information on how you can make an estate gift, a legacy donation, or a non-cash gift, call us at 319-277-0924 and request advice from one of our trusted Christian finance experts. They'll help you at no cost. Once again, our office number is 319-277-0924 or visit our website at christiancrusaders.org. We thank each of you for your gifts and prayers. Many of you remember Homer Larson and his 51-year history as our lead preacher on Christian Crusaders. It was always Homer's dream to establish a perpetual fund that would receive large gifts to Christian Crusaders so as to build up a fund to cover operating expenses. We are pleased to announce the official launching of the Christian Crusaders Perpetual Fund that receives gifts of $20,000 or more in honor of Homer and Eunice Larson. We invite you to learn more about this fund on our website at christiancrusaders.org. Many listeners have joined our Gem Club, a gift every month club, Go to our website and learn how just 10 20 or $50 a month can make a significant difference to the future of this ministry. Memorial gifts are also a great way to remember a loved one. Donors are published in our quarterly newsletter mailings and have become a meaningful way to remember a loved one's special day. If you would like to listen to today's message again, you can find it in one of three podcasts. The first podcast, called the CC Broadcast, is where weekly services are archived. The second podcast, called the CC Podcast Conversations, is where we archive inspiring interviews with interesting Christians, such as gangster and murderer Ron Gruber, and NFL football player from the University of Iowa, Ike Boddicker, and other interesting and inspiring interviews. The third podcast, called the CC Podcast Daily Dose Devotionals, is where we host our daily Bible overview with six-minute devotions. These podcasts can be subscribed to on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. You'll find links to them on our website at christiancrusaders.org. We are happy you were able to worship with us today, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Today's service was conducted by Pastor Steve Kramer. Speaker on Christian Crusaders, broadcasting and podcasting biblical truth since 1936.